welcome to I'm In Here, a space all about spirituality, healing, and awakening for Black women, inclusive of women of trans experience, as well as gender non-conforming and non-binary people of color. Here, I share tools and skills that have helped me along my spiritual and personal journey, and hopefully you will find some value in the information for your own journey to grow, heal, and align with your higher self. My name is Kendall, and I thank you for joining me. (sighs) Generational healing, ancestral healing, whatever the word is, the term is that you want to use, that's what we're going to talk about. And here's the thing. Some of you, so many of us are actually doing that work right now. We are in the midst of healing ancestral wounds, tending to ancestral pain. Some of us are aware of that and we are intentional about it and we are calling forth certain people, whether that's people that we knew and interacted with in our physical life or people that we did not know but have some affinity or connection to. And then there are many of us that have no idea that that's what we're doing. And so for some of you, You may be feeling right now like, oh my gosh, there's so much, um, the word that's coming up is erratic, like erratic energy in your body, in your life. Maybe you have thoughts that you're like, I don't necessarily think like this or think in this way. Maybe you are experiencing bodily aches and pains in ways that you never experienced them before. And it could be related to things that you're physically doing, but it could also be related to things that need to come up and out of your own physical body, things that you are the carrier of, but you don't know that. There's also ways that uh, ancestral healing could be happening. You don't know it in working things out through your dreams, working things out in relationships, having certain feelings and emotions that you're like, "Uh, I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from. So there's so many different ways that um, generational ancestral healing can show up when we don't really know it. And for you specifically listening, you have to kind of decipher what it is actually. Is it ancestral healing? Is it something that you're healing in this lifetime? Is it something that is a a past lifetime? So you, you have to kind of discern for yourself what that is. But if there are, if you're feeling some type of just erratic kind of all over the place energy that could be something to look at it could be something to explore for yourself so I want to talk about this ancestral generational healing because this has been a big theme for me in the past couple of years and I I it's so (laughs) it's so much y'all it's so much so we're going to dive into this and we're going to get started I'm going to share with you some stories to kind of help ground us in this topic. And then we're going to just start talking about it. And I also want to say that spirit is kind of percolating right now within me. I feel a little crackling in my body and around me. So there may be some downloads. There may be a transmission. So I will let you know if there's something that's coming through, through me from spirit. Um, But I I can kind of feel, I, I feel something. So let's get started.
Okay, generational healing. So let me start off with two stories and I'll try to make them quick, but I think that these stories will help guide us in this topic. So the first story is, and these are obviously stories that I'm sharing of me. Um, in 2020, I went camping. I took myself to the Smoky Mountains, rented a camper van, spent about five days, hopped around to a couple of different campsites and just had a really amazing time. One of the campsites that I stayed at had this just beautiful river. It was just rushing river. And so it was spilling over these rocks, making beautiful sounds. And on occasion, I would sit by the river. I would try to put my feet in. The water was freezing cold, so couldn't do that too, for too long. But I was sitting by this river, journaling, writing, and suddenly something came through that I was not quite expecting. Like I started writing kind of, um, as it, it was as if my body was kind of being taken over and I started writing things that I didn't even kind of understand what I was writing or why I was writing it. I felt two energies with me. One energy I knew very well was my grandmother. My grandmother died about 22 years ago, 20, 22, 23, 23 years ago. And she was like a second mother to me. Um, absolutely love and adore my grandmother. And since her passing, she continually pops up in my life, whether that's in dreams. I mean, she was heavy in my dreams for many years where she would just come and talk to me. She's also surfaced in just kind of thoughts that I have of her or anything. Just like I, I could feel her presence. I could kind of smell her, uh, the the perfume that she would wear. So my I, I'm very aware that my grandmother is still around and still protecting me watching out for me, loving on me, supporting me, championing for me, cheering me on and all that kind of good stuff. So when I felt her energy, it wasn't anything new to me. I was like, oh, hey, grandma, how you doing? Like, miss you so much. Love you. Love you. And then I felt this other energy and I wasn't quite sure what this energy was. But because my grandmother was with this energy, I felt, okay, you are someone that clearly she knows and loves and accepts. And so you know, you can be a part of this crew. You can be, <laughs> you you can come into this, into the fold with me. But I didn't ask who it was. Uh, I just felt that it was an, a presence and energy that was definitely familial. Uh, definitely, definitely along the maternal lineage and was older than my grandmother. So I said, I just kind of said, hey, you know, so glad to have you. Uh, thank you so much for making your presence known. Thank you for coming in with my grandmother. Um, if there's anything that I can help you with is if there's anything that you need for me to do or we can do together, please let me know. So since that time, haven't really still wasn't able to pinpoint who this person was or what this energy was but recently there was this this pull this tug that I was getting and I reached out to my mother and I said hey can you do me a favor can you send me because she's got all the pictures she's got all the family pictures um she's got a wealth of just information and tons of photo albums and one of the things that I do always is when I go over 
to my mother's house, I always just flip through the photo albums. And I just kind of like to look at the pictures of the family members that have passed before me that I didn't get a chance to interact with in this life. And so I said to her, I was like, hey, can you send me some pictures of um, some family members, some ancestors? Send me some pictures of uh, my grandmother. Send me some pictures of some other people that I don't necessarily know. But maybe you maybe you kind of feel like there's there's something there. There's a link between this person and me. And one of the pictures that she sent me was a black and white picture. She actually sent me two pictures of this person, but I only used one picture. And it's my great, great grandmother. Her name was Lula, L-U-L-A. It was actually a very popular name in my family. Uh, so Lula kind of kind of circulates quite a bit. I've heard Lula many, many times um, with other family members. And in this particular picture, Mama Lula, that's what she wanted me to call her. Mama Lula has a, she has her head wrapped and I'm assuming because it's black and white and the wrap is so bright, I'm assuming that it's white. She has her head wrapped. She's sitting on a couch. She has a long sleeve black shirt on and it's kind of fitted. It's not loose. And she has a, what appears to be a white skirt. And it's a long white skirt. It's like floor length. And she's sitting, both feet are planted on the floor. Her hands are delicately placed in her lap and she's looking at the camera and she has a bit of a smile, but it's kind of a serious face. And when I saw this picture, I was like, ah, hello. (laughs) That's who you have been. That's who, okay. This is who has been coming through. So I'll get back to that. So that's the first story. So just, right, connecting with these energies, these spirits, while I was camping in the Smoky Mountains two years ago, it started in 2020. Fast forward to this past weekend, (laughs) um, I had a really beautiful experience. I was partaking in some natural things to help me relax and to help relieve some tension and anxiety that I was feeling in my body. So I was in a really like, ooh, luscious, juicy place. Uh, I was also on my moon. My cycle had started, so I wasn't feeling that great. And so I I had my headphones on. I was listening to some music. I had a heating pad on my belly and I was just kind of laying on the couch and just kind of melting into the moment. And the song came on and I had this playlist that I had created. And so I was like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this playlist. So I, the song came on this playlist and immediately I was transported to this moment where as I was listening to the song, I was dancing with my younger self. Now, if you've been following along in this new season and you've listened to the previous episodes, I encourage you to listen to those if you have not. Uh, you'll know that I'm doing a lot of healing work um, on my younger self between the ages of two and 10. So when I was envisioning my younger self in this moment, dancing with like, so there was present me dancing with my younger self. And the younger self, I, I was I was about two and I could see my little self. I had like two big Afro puffs because my mother used to always put my hair in these big Afro puffs, but I'm dancing. And one of the things that I've been doing, that I've been intentionally doing, this is something that my, my therapist recommended to me. When I have happy moments, I bring forth my younger self. 
particularly in this age range of time that I am working on and healing because there's so much pain in that time. There's also a lot of joy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of joy, but there's also a lot of pain. So when I would have these joyous moments or these fun moments or these even just peaceful moments, I would call her forth and I would say, hey, come, come experience this joy with me. Come experience this fun, this pleasure. Like, let's do this together. So I, I've been doing that a lot where I intentionally, if I'm eating something that's just so good or I'm coloring or I'm outside just hiking or whatever, going shopping, I mean, whatever, I'll say, Come on, little Kendall, just come join me. Let's have some fun together. So in this moment, I've, I, I, I'm basically in a meditation. And like I said, I see my myself, my present self dancing with my younger self. And we are having a blast. It's so beautiful. I was like just so filled with joy and excitement and love. And my younger self said something. I don't quite remember the words, but referred to me as mommy and I immediately started breaking down I have to give you a little back history my biological mother passed away when I was seven years old I was raised by my mother who is biologically my aunt but she from the time that I was seven till now she is the mother figure she's the person that's raised me so I'll say biological mother so that you know who I'm talking about. So my biological mother, like I said, passed away when I was seven years old. So I didn't have a lot of time with her. And after she passed, I didn't have the same level of visions and things like that. While I had spirituality in my life at that time, at that age, and I do know that I was deeply spiritual at that age, I still wasn't able to kind of understand or process death at that age. So I didn't really have the opportunity to be able to connect with her in the way that I was able to connect with my grandmother. But my mother, my biological mother certainly came through and she was certainly present in my life because she would show up at times and she would just kind of make herself known and I would be able to see her out in a crowd. Okay. So the reason why I was getting emotional was because this younger part of me, this two-year-old self of me was referring to me, present me as my mother. And I was crying because I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yes, I know and we all know that we are parts of our parents, right? We have their DNA. We have some of their personality traits. If you were able to grow up with the people who birthed you. Um, but any caregiver, right? We, 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 we have, we adopt some of their personality traits. We adopt some of their characteristics. So I know just through my being through myself that I I have my mother with me, that I carry her with me. But for a very long period of time, I was very angry. I was very sad. I was very hurt that I didn't have my biological mother with me because she, she was gone, right? It was, it was a lot of pain. It was a lot of hurt. And so I was actually angry. And so I started to kind of, I had been doing some work to really let that go and accept what is and there had been times particularly as when I became a parent myself and I have two girls when I became a parent then it was like oh my gosh kind of the the wound I went back to the wound to that mother wound because I was like it would have been so nice to have my mother here my biological mother here with me to 
talk to me, to share knowledge with me, to to tell me how I was as a child, uh, you know, all these things. And so it, it, it started to bring those that that hurt and that pain back up again. So it took me some time to really kind of accept and just be with, yes, my mother has been with me always, just not in this physical realm. So when I had this journey, this experience of my younger self and, and my younger self referring to me as mommy, there was this epiphany that went off of like, oh my goodness, my mother has been with me all along. Because one of the things that we did together that I remember very vividly, my mother loved to dance. She absolutely loved dancing. And so she would put on, we had this big stereo in the living room and she would get a glass of wine and she smoked cigarettes. I mean, this is the eighties y'all. Okay. So <laughs> I'm an eighties baby. And so she would put on Anita Baker and Luther Vandross and Patti LaBelle and Cameo and Frankie Beverly. You're, you're getting the vibe, right? <laughs> you're getting the vibe of what she would listen to. And she would dance with me. She would bring me into the living room and just we would dance and my mother loved to dance and I thought that it was so interesting and fascinating that for a large part of my life the career that I picked was dance I was a dancer for many many years and so in this moment that I'd had just this past weekend where I was dancing with my younger self my younger self was referring to me as mommy I'm like oh man that's how we've been connected this whole time. And I started dancing around the age of eight or nine. So it wasn't too long after my biological mother passed. So I was just really having this amazing thought of, wow, my mother has really been with me this whole time. And it's not that she's been with me outside of me, looking down on me or watching over me or from some far out star system or from some, I don't know, different plane of existence. No, she's been with me, physically been with me through the act of dance. Anytime I dance, I am connecting with my mother. And suddenly I started to see that. I started to see going as far back as like nine, anytime I would dance, my mother was always there. She was in my body and we were dancing together. So wanted to share those stories with you. So let's get into this like deep ancestral healing and what that, what that can be, what we're experiencing, what we just the journey of what that is. Cause it's a lot, it's a lot that's going on right now. It's not like, so uh, mm, <laughs> this is, this is a download. This is a transmission. We, we tend to think that the lifetime that we're living in, we're doing things that are pushing the needle forward. We're experiencing something that's new. And that's true. We are experiencing things in a new way, but it's the same thing. And what I mean by that is, right, this ancestral heal, ancestral healing that we're doing our ancestors have also been doing that. So my mama Lula, I'm very confident that there was some way that she was healing ancestral wounds in her lifetime, in her body, whether she was able to articulate it in that way or not, she was doing the work. 
if she, I mean, based off of the picture that I did, that I gave y'all, um, that I could describe to you what she looked like, there's no way in my, like, there's, there's no way that she wasn't doing some type of spiritual work. So with that, each generation, we heal more and more. Now there's a lot of wounds that we all have. There's a lot of pain that we all have because, and I will keep bringing this up in every single episode, we continue to live in these structures that seek to suppress and oppress us. And if we're living in these systems that oppress and suppress us, then we're going to constantly experience the harm and the pain of going against the things that are natural, that are that flow with us, that are in flow and in conjunction with the natural world. Everything that we are currently living in, white supremacy, capitalism, racism, sexism, colonial, all the things go against the flow of the natural world. And so if we are always living in and operating from something that is antithetical to what is truly us, there's always going to be a wounding. There's always going to be a wounding. Part of also that ancestral healing for me, and I think, ooh, okay, all right. <laughs> all right, I'm bringing this up because some of y'all are dealing with this right now. Right now in your life, you are experiencing this spiritual awakening, this spiritual epiphany. But there are some family members that are currently still living, but also a lot of them who have passed that were deeply in the church. And as much as they love the church, the church was suffocating them because the church, while it can provide some uh, foundational uh, experiences of connection and liberation the the distortion of the messages that come through cause it to have a warped relationship now some of y'all may be still deeply in the church and I'm not knocking the church what I am trying to kind of say or what spirit really is trying to say is that you got to tease out the information you got to tease out the the bible passages and really understand one the time frame in which the this information was written in okay keep in mind the time frame that this was written in keep in mind the people who wrote these passages keep in mind the people who decided what passages were going to be put in this book because there's tons of other books and there's tons of other people that wrote things in this time frame that could have been a part of this thing that we call the Bible but no there were people who said no you can't you can't put that in there and so you ain't gonna put that in there so there's a whole other wealth of knowledge that we don't even know and also keep in mind the translation <laughs> right because this this book that we call the Bible, uh, if you're an English-speaking person, English was not the, the, the language of the time. So the translation of whatever uh, language was spoken at that time till now, okay. So keep in mind all these different contexts of information. Now, I do happen to believe, and I have 
read the Bible and I look at certain passages and I see how the information, when you strip it down, it is giving you a guideline of personal spiritual liberation, liberation on this planet, liberation in your body, in the now. You don't have to wait for salvation when you die. You can have the salvation in your body. When they talk about, um, uh, like go, kind of like going to some place or experiencing this, like Nirvana, this, well, Nirvana wouldn't be in the Bible, but experiencing this salvation, really, I think that they're talking about the body. They're talking about the now. And so there are tools and there are, there are passages, there are information in there that I do think can be helpful, but you have to tease out the bull crap. You got to tease out the bullshit. I'm just going to say that. You got to tease out the bullshit, honestly. And when you tease out the bullshit, you'll find that the jewels and the information, and it will resonate with you in a way that you'll be able to understand what the meaning and what the 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 core concept the core information the core knowledge is what the message really truly is so some of y'all are experiencing that right now there's this this titration this back and forth this 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 battle between um the spiritual liberation the spiritual awakening that you that awakening that you're experiencing now uh, and also some of your own history of being in a um, structured religion and also the people in your life, the family in your life, both living and that have passed, that also clung on to that religion, the organized religion for salvation. But it, it, it was, like I said, it was stifling them. It was suffocating them. It was interesting because I was getting into this conversation with my mother, my mother who has raised me. <laughs> um, I was getting into this conversation with her because we we kind of broke out of the pack when it came to going to church. I was not raised in the church. I was not, my grandmother was not the type of grandmother that went to church. That was not her experience. That was not my experience with her. We were not that kind of family. So because of that, it, la- it left a space, it left a uh, it left open a space for my mother who raised me to be able to try new things and explore things that I don't think she would have had the opportunity to explore had she been raised in the church. And so because of that, that then gave me the space to be able to explore things. So I was raised much more of a spiritualist than I was in a uh, organized religion. And so we were talking about this the other day of how we could see so many of the women in our family, my grandmother's siblings, my great aunts, how they were, mm, as we, <laughs> as we say, they were, they were touched. They, they, they had the gift, <laughs> right? They, they had abilities that were unique and special to them, but they were deeply connected to spirit. But because they clung to this religion or because they had that religion as their foundation, it caused some issues in terms of 
their mental health and their mental wellness. And so also in our family, there is a lot of mental illness. And so it was just interesting as I was talking to her about this, that we were making this connection of when you stifle that innate natural flow and pick up something that has been indoctrinated on you that is not yours, it will cause you to have some conflict in your energy body, which then will translate into your physical body. I mean, deep, y'all, this is some deep shit, this this healing (laughs) that we're doing. Because like I said, it goes back very far, but it's also present. It's all of those at the same time. It's all of those at the same time. And our ancestors had access to resilience. They had access to strength. They had access to joy. They had access to pleasure. And in whatever way they could possibly do it, they did it. They did. And I, (laughs) you know, this term gets used so much, but they did the best that they could with what they had. Now, some of y'all may hear that and be like, oof, that's a little triggering (laughs) because some of, some of the family could have done a little bit better and they, they could have, but given the resources, given what we have access to now, I mean, think about all the stuff that we have access to now that was not present, even in my lifetime, even if we just look 20 years ago, right? When I would go to school and I would talk about crystals and energy and Reiki, people would look at me like, what are you, what the fuck are you talking about? I have no idea what that is. That's some made up shit that you just, you're just, what, Reiki? What? But now that's become more popular. And I think that's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing because it's getting us back to that natural flow. It's getting us back to our intuition. It's getting us back to balancing those energies of divine masculine, divine feminine. It's getting us back to this cosmic consciousness that we are all connected to and a part of. And so we're realizing these structures, these things that we are upholding, they do not serve us. They don't work for us anymore. Think of how beautiful that is that we get to experience that. And my mother, my grandmother, my great-grandmother did not have that. They had something else. And I don't know what they had. I don't know what they leaned into. I don't know what they, what, what kept them afloat. I don't know. But I do know that there, that back and forth, that, that struggle, that battle with accepting that inner intuition, following that inner knowledge, following that inner power. (laughs) And not succumbing to not falling under the weight of something that has been imposed on you. That's that that's a that's hard. It's it's even hard right now. For me to be able to step into my power, for me to be able to step into my knowing, to, for me to be able to step into my intuition. And really when I say step into it, it really simply means to just do it. <laughs> it's, it's Nike. It's just doing it. 
if I'm being totally honest, it's not a stepping into, it's just doing it. And so when I do it, everything around me then starts to bend to the ways in which it's supporting that power, that intuition, that knowledge, that wisdom. And I find that I don't fight. <laughs> My life has ease. My life has, it, it, it's like a current going back to this river. Mm, okay, we tying it in together, spirit. I see what you're doing. <laughs> going back to this river, right? You could, you could go against the current. And we all know, or some of us know, what that feels like when you're act when you're swimming or you're kayaking or you're you're canoeing you in a boat whatever you're going against the current how much work and effort that is but when you go with the current there's no fight there's no fight and we think a lot of times if we go with the current that it's going to take us somewhere that oh I don't want to go there I don't want, I don't I don't want to go in that direction but if you just <laughs> just follow the current and yeah, you can steer. You can kind of, you know, shift your weight a little bit. So like, oh, you know, let's let's go to the right instead of the left. But you're still following the current. You're still in flow with the natural world. You're still in the vibe. You're still in the vortex. <laughs> Some of y'all listen to Abraham Hicks. Y'all still in the vortex, you know? You just got to shift your weight a little bit. So... When it comes to this like ancestral generational healing, uh, understand you got to re be really compassionate with yourself and be compassionate with the people that you are working with, with the energies, with the entities that you're working with, because they're coming through and they're saying, you have the tools and the resources that I did not have to help me heal this, to help me move past this. So I want to use you, not in a bad way, but I want to use you to move through this thing that I couldn't move through on my own. But we're going to do it together. And it doesn't take a lot of effort on your part when it comes to this healing, this work. Um, the effort, I will say, is the compassion. The effort is the love. The effort is being still. <laughs> that takes some effort because it it it. It goes against the systems <laughs> that we are living in. That natural flow is the love, the compassion, the stillness, the sincerity, all of that. The grace. Mm, that's a word. Grace. Giving yourself grace. I think that's a word for many of y'all. Grace. <laughs> um, but that's the effort. And when you take the time to embrace that mm, not embrace what i'm seeing is just kind of like an integration integration is the more is is a more accurate word and the visual that i have is take you right now in your physical body and there are these other entities that are kind of merging with you they're coming in to your body into your space and like I said, they're, they're saying, you have the resources, you have the tools to be able to help me move through this. And so there's an integration. There's an integration of these people. Some of these are still living. Some of these folks are still living. 
There's integration of these people and their energy. There's also an integration of the things that you have taught yourself to do to move through stressful situations. You have access in your body right now in this present moment to certain things that have gotten you over a really difficult fucking hump. Not even a hump, a fucking mountain. All y'all have gotten over a fucking mountain and you don't realize that you are on the other side of that mountain because you're still operating from a place of the resilience the fear and the always preparing yourself for the event of the rug being pulled out from under you the ceiling collapsing everything falling all around you but if you look around you you have built the scaffolding you have built the structure that has enabled you to thrive And your ancestors living and past, living and dead, see that and they're like, oof, you got some tools. You got some, you got some power. And I want to do, I want to do this with you. Can I do this with you? Can, can, can you help me on this? That's kind of what they're saying is, can you help me? Because I see you got some shiny new toys. And I I, I like those shiny new toys. And I, I want you to help me. Can you help me? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, mm. <laughs> there's so much that's coming at me if y'all y'all can hear it y'all can hear it and I know y'all can feel it there's so much that's swirling and so much that needs to be said this may have to be a two-parter um, but when I woke up this morning I knew exactly I was like this is what <laughs> this is what needs to be discussed this is what needs to be addressed and the spirit was like some some of y'all need to hear this So ancestral healing, generational healing is really just being in the now. (laughs) It's being in the now. Mm. Let me clarify this. When I say being in the now, there is not a need to go back. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on with me. There's not a need to go back. There's not a need to reach back. Because the, the reaching back signifies that there is something that you have to go back to when it is already here. It's already here. You don't have to plan for the future or daydream about the future because it is now. So the integration of all of that timeline is in the now. There is no past. There is no there. There is nothing but the present. And if there's anything that I have learned in this journey of working with my ancestors, of working with my younger self, <laughs> that's a doozy. And that's a doozy for some of y'all working with my younger self. There is no distinction between the past and the present. Because when I tell you, when there are moments where I feel, I'm going to use this word triggered, you know, if I feel triggered by something, my body is not telling me like, oh, Kendall, that was like 10 years ago. (laughs) That was 20 years ago. That was 40 years ago. No, my body's like, this is happening to me right now. This fear, this pain, this is happening right now. So there, so my mind can tell me like, oh yeah, I'm caught, I'm bringing up a fear 
from back here, back in this time. But my body right now is saying, this is right now. And so we're going to react and, and respond as if this was right now. It's my mind that's trying to kind of like take me all over the place. But the body, which has way more knowledge, way more information than the mind. The mind tricks me. My mind can trick me into thinking, oh, it's this. The body's like, I got the real information. I got the juice. Okay. And this is happening right now. This is happening right now in this moment. So understanding that some of the practice that y'all can do in this healing is reconnecting with the body. Now, this may be a difficult practice because some of us, our bodies have been sites of harm. And I understand that. I've experienced that. And that was something that took me a long time to be able to fully embrace and fully accept the beauty of my body. And the the power and the wisdom that it carries the reason why i think coming back to the body is important is because one like i said the body carries so much information so much knowledge so much wisdom and also and i'm bringing this up somebody i, I heard this somewhere and when it was when it was said it was such a oof it was a revelation so your grandmother whether you knew this person or not, your grandmother, when she was in the womb, all of the eggs that she was going to have in her lifetime, she had. That's for anyone who has a uterus, anyone who's born with a uterus. All of the eggs that you're going to have, that you're going to need for the entirety of your life, you already have when you're in the womb. And so somebody said, the egg that had the genetic makeup to create you was in your grandmother while she was in the womb of her mother. Let that just kind of sink in for a moment. Let that sink in for a moment. The egg that had the genetic makeup, the genetic code that made you right now was in your grandmother when she was in the womb of her mother. What? <laughs> come on now. Come on. How is that not... Come like. I like to think of things in kind of cycles and overlapping uh i'm such a, a sci-fi fantasy geek nerd like octavia butler all the way love me some adrian marie brown we're both virgos in my mind we're best friends she doesn't know that yet um <laughs> but one of the things that i love about um that kind of like sci-fi and to me there's no fiction about it <laughs> really there's no there's no fiction about it it, all this, all these stories are coming from somewhere. But I, I geek out when I think of like portals. I geek out when I think of like overlapping timelines, things that are happening all at the same time. I geek out when I think about that there are me's and other timelines living out other lives. 
right? If I make a decision today that I'm going to turn left in, instead of turn right, there is a me that turned right and is living a whole other different life just because I went right. Uh, so all of these energies are all coalescing at the same time. I'm about to use my favorite quote that my wife, <laughs> my wife is always like, oh my goodness, here you go. But time is a man-made construct. Time is a man-made construct. When we actually look at the natural world, we, we can call it quote unquote time. When we look at the seasons, when we look at the flow, there's day and night, <laughs> There's the warm season, the cold season, all the solstices, right? there. So there is a flow, but to kind of categorize it and say, okay, this time to this time, and then that time to that time, that is something that man has created so that we can, honestly, I think it was to have a better understanding of how the flow of everything went, but time has now become kind of like a trap, <laughs> Time is also a construct of capitalism. Let's just be honest, okay? <laughs> Time is a huge, huge function of capitalism. And so if we were to completely dismantle time, which like I said, is a man-made construct, that's a whole other conversation. We <laughs> Y'all ain't ready for that one. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready for that one right now. We'll get into that another time. But... Um, Everything is happening at the, in the, there's only the now. That's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> there's only this present moment. And so when your mind is off somewhere, that's your mind kind of doing all these things. Like I said, it's doing all these little tricks and it's getting you distracted to be like, oh, look over here, look over there, look over there. But it's now, it's, it's now. And so if we understand that, particularly when it comes to healing, particularly when it comes to the people in our lives that we love. And I also want to make this because spirit is now telling me to, to make this information known. Y'all are thinking that when I talk about family or when I talk about generation, when I talk about ancestor, y'all are thinking specifically of people. And I know that I've been talking. So let me also acknowledge that I've been saying people that are through my bloodline, but it's not just people through your bloodline. Ancestral healing could also be land healing, healing in the land and the location of where you are. Having some type of connection, having some type of bond with the indigenous energies, the indigenous stewards of the land that you are situated on. That's also ancestral generational healing. Because as we know, the planet is going through a lot right now. And for us to be ha to, for us to have a, a relationship with the physical location of where we're at and to understand the seasons of where we're at, the actual seasons, to understand the ebb and flow of nature of where our physical location is, that is also ancestral healing, y'all. There's also ancestral healing when it comes to your friends. I, for me, my friends are my chosen family. That's what I call them. My friends are my chosen family because my friendships are so deep, y'all. <laughs> so deep. I mean, I love my friends. Ooh, the love that I have for my friends, I can't, I can't even describe it to y'all. I really can't. I have no words to be able to describe the love that I have for my friends. 
And there's there's people that I'm thinking of right now. And I'm sure if y'all are listening to this, you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. But there's there's such a deep love. And, you know, I call them my sister. I call them my brother. I call them my soulmate. Because that's, I mean, that to me, that's what they are. Um, I use the word friend with y'all so that you can understand kind of how they're positioned in my life. But now that I've given you the description of the chosen family, they're my, it's, it's my sister. It's my brother. It's my soulmate. So even that is ancestral healing because when we come into this life, a lot of the people that are around us that have been in our life that have shown up and are still around, even if they're not around right now, because people are around for a reason and a season, there is like a cosmic connection that we have with them. So there could be some type of karmic healing that we're doing with our friends, with our chosen family that are also a part of our ancestral lineage. So it was important for me to acknowledge that. Like I said, I, I know that I was giving uh, information and stories about bloodline, but land, connection with the land is also ancestral healing. Connection with loved ones, beloveds that are not a part of your physical bloodline is also ancestral healing. That's all in there. We may have to have another episode where we go a little bit more in depth with that because I would like to talk more about like connecting with the land and how that has been helping me, how that has been a lesson, a teacher for me. Also, we can have another episode where we talk about friendships and this really in-depth relationship that I think is so complex and we tend to put it in a very uh, finite uh defined box but it's so much broader and expansive than that and one of the people that has actually helped me to learn that has been my wife because we've been going through a lot of um work ourselves individually and some of that work has been relationships and how do we look at relationships and what what is important and and for us we have relationships that are outside of us that are very 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 important that we have to tend to and we have made it very clear to the other person like <laughs> partner to partner spouse to spouse like hey this friend this friend has to be a part of my death planning my life planning <laughs> so when we're doing our you know end of life planning and we're starting to talk about you know, who's, what do we need to do? What, what, what things that we need to put in place? We also need to consider this person because this person is very important to me. So yeah. Oof, y'all, this was, okay. Let me tell you, like I said, spirit had a lot of information and there was so much that was coming through. There's still some kind of like a little bit of crackling electricity around me. My ears are actually buzzing right now. Um, so I think that that was all that information that I shared was, oof, that was really good. I hope y'all liked this, this episode. I liked talking <laughs> with this episode because we went in so many different places and I feel like the flow was really nice. So yeah, it was really good. Uh, once again, if y'all have any questions that you want me to answer on the podcast, please send those questions to my email. My email's in the show notes and I will answer them on here. We'll, we'll set up a whole Q and A section 
The questions could be related to topics that I'm talking about on the podcast. Questions could be related to things that you are experiencing, that you're going through, that you would like some clarification on. And if there's some type of thing where you would like a spiritual... Let me tell you how this works before we end this episode. I have had a deep connection with spirit all of my life. And so there are some times where I'm transmitting information and it's not me. It may sound like it is me telling people what to do, telling somebody what to do, but it's really not. It's, okay, how am I going to connect with spirit right now in this moment? And what does spirit need to say to this person through me? So there may be some of that in the Q&A. I don't know. We'll see. There was obviously a spiritual download in this episode right now. So (laughs) it's all spirit. There's no distinction between spirituality and life. It's all the same thing. Because what? It's all in the now. I love y'all so much. I really do. This has been fun. And I will catch you on the next episode. I'm In Here is produced and edited by me, Kendall. The intro music was also created by me. You can find my wellness business in her power on Instagram at in her underscore power or on Twitter at in her power. You can email me with any questions, concerns, ideas, thoughts that you may have. My email address is Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L at in her power dot space help support me in continuing to bring you some great content i invite you to become a patron please make sure you review share and subscribe to this podcast